You are listening to the Power of Why podcast. You don't go through what you go through for the people. You go through what you go through for yourself. And then based on what you learn for yourself, you can give something to the people, right? A lot of people want to go through things for the people and skip themselves. You're the vessel, right? If, If there's a body of water and then there's a cup and there's a cup that needs the water. You can't just take the body of water and now there's water in the cup. You need a pipe and a faucet and a filtration system to take the water to the cup. And a lot of people are going straight from the water to the cup and wonder why people end up so thirsty. Thirsty for purpose, thirsty for their why, thirsty for relationships. They're thirsty, 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 thirsty. And they end up sipping on stuff, watch this. They end up sipping on stuff that makes them intoxicated with things that compromise their mind, their body, and their spirit. And so when you talk about what are some of the things that have helped me navigate these moments since our last official conversation on the Power of Why podcast is, first of all, I had to come to understand that everything happens for a reason. And sometimes I don't know those reasons as I go through them. I've got to have faith that what I went through is going to get me where I'm meant to be. Hey everyone, this is the very first episode of this year and I'm excited to start 2022 off with you all. And I hope that you're all feeling very centered and grounded in the foundation that you're building for your life. I am currently sitting in my New York apartment, lights dimmed, candle lit, and I'm recording this during a time where I feel very blessed um, with where I currently am and what's to come. And before we dive into this episode, I wanted to share an exercise that I do at the end of every quarter where I write down some thoughts in response to four questions. First one is, what did I enjoy most? Second, what did I learn? Third, what could I have done better? And fourth, what do I wish existed or was possible to make this quarter run smoother? I just did this at the end of December, honestly, instead of setting resolutions. And what I noticed over the past 12 months is that it consistently helped me prioritize the most important things. And so I'm really excited to share more episodes with you all this year. This one is a really great conversation. In November of 2021, I recorded with my friend and powerpreneur Murdoch. And Murdoch shared a lot of gems in this episode, including his eight-step process to communicate value to your community and some important insights around navigating challenging times and how challenging situations can really make room and can open the door to greater blessings for your life. A quote that I will share this week is by Napoleon Hill, quote, every adversity, every failure, every heartbreak carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. And my question for you is, what are you growing through right now that is challenging you to lean into your greatness? Enjoy this week's episode with Anthony Murdoch II. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Power of Why podcast. My name is Naomi, and I'm here with my dear friend, Murdoch. Murdoch, how are you doing today? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, my sister. How are you? I'm doing good. I will answer in that same way because uh, life is really good, and I'm really excited for you to be here. This is our second episode that we've done together. I was I was telling you before we hit record that... Um, to know you for the past couple of years um, in the context that we've known each other has been really dope. You are very purpose-driven. You are intentional, you're focused. 
And I often like to say that you're kind of living like 10 years ahead of everyone else in that you see the bigger picture and then you're focused on what do I need to do today to, to make that happen, right? And so I know that you're going to be incredibly honest on the show around, you know, what you're, what you're currently navigating, what you're working on. And so for the audience, I want to tell you a little bit more about Murdoch and then we'll dive into the episode. So Murdoch is a purpose-driven, action-oriented servant leader and proud product of Indianapolis, Indiana. He graduated from Butler University in 2017 and is currently a Juris Doctorate candidate at the Indiana University Robert H. McKinney School of Law. He's passionate about leveraging the power of his story and other Black stories to create opportunities for economic and community development. And ultimately, he's in the business of becoming the greatest powerpreneur that Indianapolis has ever seen. Murdoch, you're also the founder of City Circle Storytellers, Side Hustle Economy, the Make It Make Sense Center in Indianapolis and Power Moves Only, which you're leading up with with Noah. So thanks for being here. I would love for you if at any point your reflection of your origin story has changed and how that kind of informs, you know, what you're working on right now. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about uh, your life growing up. Yeah. So I don't. So one, I appreciate you, sister, for having me on the platform. You know, I, I tell people this consistently here in the city. I told you this in private. And so I'm gonna say it public now. I'm, I'm gonna get you to the city of Indianapolis. You know what I mean? It, it, the people, specifically uh, podcasters, need to hear how you have it. Take away your your ability to coordinate and facilitate conversations. I just think that your story is powerful. You know, you have literally changed spaces. You have moved countries uh, to pursue your passion, and that is something that a lot of people need to hear. I think that though, and then you're also a community builder, right? And, and a, a lot of people know about the power of why, but do they know about find your tribe, right? Do they know about your relationship with Sam? Do they understand that you have taken a principle, community building, and have, in essence, leveraged different opportunities, different assets, different skills, different experiences to become a better community builder, right? You all were building community with find your tribe. You are now building community through the power of why. And you're going to build community through whatever comes next, through this degree that you're about to get. Um, you're going to build community in the relationship that you build. You're going to build, you're going to build community by living your life, right? And, and, and while it looks like the power of why today, it's going to look like the power of whatever is to come tomorrow. And, and, I, and I look forward to bringing you to the city to just talk about community building. You'll be able to give great insights into hosting a podcast, to growing a successful podcast, and sustaining the podcast. And shout out to Invest Ottawa because they get lots of great love from you every single episode. But <laughs> I just look forward to, and this is not the question you asked me, so I'm talking about things you didn't ask me about. But I just wanted to make sure that I gave you your flowers on this Thank episode you. because you indeed are the bomb.com. And just as you speak highly of me, know that I'm in the world's largest small city of Indianapolis, Indiana, consistently speaking about you as as well. So uh, definitely thankful to be here. And I think to your point about the origin story, yeah, y'all go back and listen to the last episode that we did because I don't think anything's changed. And, and if it did, it doesn't matter because there's too much to go back and recant to even try and break down today because there's a lot we're going to talk about today. And so what I'm not going to do is rehash everything that we already discussed in our first episode. What I will say, though, sister, what I will say is this. I am reminded of the power 
in my story every day. And mm-hmm. I am not sure if the last time we spoke on this platform, I was reminded in that same, uh, with that same frequency. But I am reminded of why I am here more often than ever before. And, and what it does is it challenges me to rethink the same events and understand them from a different perspective. And you know what it's also doing, and I'm, then I'm done, I'm off my soapbox after this. What it's also doing is it is also providing me the opportunity to connect with events that whether it was due to trauma, it was due to a lack of understanding or just being things being normalized, I blacked out of my mind and forgot I went through or didn't know I went through. And because of the season I'm in, I'm just reminded of how many things made me into the brother that I am today. And so I look forward to really diving into some of that past stuff, also the things I'm navigating now and the things I foresee going through in the, in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that initial conversation was two years ago, I believe. If we can lean into that a little bit more, what's what's changed for you to be reminded more? Is that like an internal shift that happened or the external events that made things a little bit more clear for you? Uh, did you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I think I think it's a lot of different things. You know what I mean? I think it's a lot of different things. I mean, 2019, that was my uh, my second year of law school. I started law school fall 2018. Uh, when we had our conversation, if it wasn't 2019, we may have had it. I mean, I, look, we had so many conversations. So the point, though, is in 2019, I mean, there was a lot going on in 2019. This is the year before the pandemic. In 2019, uh, Moments with Murdoch, the Process Towards Progress series of Moments with Murdoch was the biggest thing on my plate. Um, I mean, that was a different time in my life. You know, you got to think about it. The next year, we dropped a documentary. A couple weeks later, the pandemic hits, which turns my business plan upside down. Uh, And then we have, you know, we host the first digital conference. Um, in the city of Indianapolis for real during COVID and raise a bunch of money uh, for black businesses here in the city, which propelled me into a different conversation about not just being someone who was articulate with his words, but knows how to leverage his resources to empower other people. It it was just a lot, like a lot happened in 2020. Like um, I went full time, you know I mean? In November of 2020, I went full time on my own business. And like that Scratch 2019 and 2021. Let's talk about 2020 to 2021. I mean, we make one year. I make one year being a full-time entrepreneur in two weeks to the day. And sister, what has happened in the last year? That is a life in and of itself. So the the, the point is, and that's 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 a podcast series right there. So the the point is, it's it's been it's been a lot. It's it's I can't even put like a like a finger on it to be honest with you. It's been a lot that's happened. A lot of moving parts and I think within all of that does it take a certain type of person to be able to navigate and continue and stay persistent and stay focused on what the bigger picture is right because sometimes like you have people out here <clears throat> working on something for a couple months and it's too difficult so you know I'm just gonna quit I'm gonna let it be but it was this huge and important thing and something that you wanted to to figure out and so what what has it been about you Murdoch that's that's been able to navigate and still I remember you know like even when we opened up this call like a couple things happened this morning but you were so calm with me and you said I know what this conversation or what being in this space demands of me. And so I'm able to kind of switch in that instance. So 
what what are some of the things that have really helped you navigate? Yeah, it's real. I think so. One of my favorite artists ever is, is Jermaine Cole, J. Cole. And um, he's got a song called Lights Please uh, that was on his first studio album, The Sideline Story, Cold World, The Sideline Story. And one of the lyrics in the song says, everything happens for a reason and people change like the season. And I think that's real. You know what I mean? You talk about, you got people who do things for two months and then set it to the side like it's too hard. Then you got people who pursue things for 20 years and to the world, they have nothing to show for it. But for them, they've been on the greatest personal growth and development process ever imaginable. And I think it's because everything happens for a reason. And you know what, sister? It doesn't happen for the world. It happens for that person. That's huge. You feel me? If you're watching, you don't go through what you go through for the people. You go through what you go through for yourself. Yeah. And then yeah. based on what you learn for yourself, you can give something to the people, right? A lot of people want to go through things for the people and skip themselves. You're the vessel, right? If, if there's a body of water and then there's a cup and there's a cup that needs the water, you can't just take the body of water and now there's water in the cup. You need a pipe and a faucet and a filtration system to take the water to the cup. And a lot of people are going straight from the water to the cup and wonder why people end up so thirsty. Thirsty for purpose. Thirsty for their why. Thirsty for relationships. They're thirsty, 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 thirsty. And they end up sipping on stuff. Watch this. They end up sipping on stuff that makes them intoxicated with things that compromise their mind, their body, and their spirit. And so when you talk about what are some of the things that have helped me navigate these moments since our last official conversation on the Power of Why podcast is, first of all, I had to come to understand that everything happens for a reason. And sometimes I don't know those reasons as I go through them. I've got to have faith that what I went through is going to get me where I'm meant to be. Right. Yeah. And so that happens sometimes in reflection. And so I am passionately patient about getting to the moment to reflect on knowing the reason for that past circumstance. So that's that's part one. Part two of the lyric, right? Everything happens for a reason. And watch this, sister. This is huge. This is huge. People change like the season. Now, I can't wrap the next lyric because this is a little, a little bit explicit, but it's an incredible story that he tells on Lights, Please. And here's what I'm telling you, sister. People change like the season. All right? If you listen to the Power of Why podcast, I'm going to tell you this right now. People change like the season. We're going through a season change in Indianapolis right now. It's going from a nice, really hot summer. Hot summer. Hot girl summer. Hot brother summer. It's been a hot summer. And guess what's happening now, sister, sister? Them leaves is falling. Ooh, them leaves. I have been cutting my grass for the last five to six months. And now what I have to I got to get out my rake because the leaves is changing colors and falling out of that tree. And sister, I hate to rake the leaves. The reason I bring it up, the reason I bring it up is not because I'm talking about landscaping on this episode. I'm bringing it up because the other reason why I've been able to go from 2019 to 2021 and still be here sitting in front of you today in front of this computer is because of this. I understood that everything happens for a reason and people will change like the seasons. There are some people who I was having conversations. Ooh, I'm about to give a gem to the people. I was having conversations with people in 2019. I am not having conversations with them in 2021. And here's the reason why. Those were 2019 relationships. 
Those were 2019. Mm -hmm. A lot of y'all are trying to have 2019 conversations in 2021. And come on, sister, sister. Yeah. And so the other piece, what got me there is that, one, I realized who were the 2019 people in my life that did not have the capacity, did not have the confidence, did not have the conviction or the calling for 2021 conversations. So that's one thing. And oftentimes I had to cut those things off. But here's the other part. Here's the other part. I also had to realize, watch this sister, who are the people I was having conversations with in 2019 that are in 2050? Mm -hmm. Come on. Who are the people I was having conversations in 2019 with who were mm -hmm. in it for the long haul? Shout yeah. out to my shorty. Shout out to Bento Dumbia. My babe. My a lot of different names I'm not gonna use on here, but shout out to her. Cause I think when I when I think about how we've gotten from where we were to where we are, and I keep talking about myself in the third person talking about we, I think one of the biggest reasons why we have been able to grow over the last two years is because people change like the season, but there's some things that are always gonna be consistent. Like the address on the front of my house. It will rain, it will pour, it mm. will snow, it will sleep. It will tornado, it will earthquake, but you know what's not gonna change? That address on my front door. And there are maybe people who change like the season, but there are some relationships that recur over and over and over again. And so when I talk about what's brought me from there to now, it's understanding that there's a reason for my season and that there are also people who change like the season. And then there's some folks who recur. And, and so I think that's two things that kind of brought me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. So many great points, Murdoch. <clears throat> and that ability to stay still regardless of what's happening. Like, I, I was curious to know if it was something in the external environment that was happening, if it was something internal to you or maybe like a perspective change. And this visual was really, really powerful. There, there are leaders that you talk about, Black leaders that you talk about often that have been really vocal about what their own blueprint has looked like, Nipsey being one of them. And you're very deep into music and, and trap and you talk a lot about that um, online as well. I'm wondering how much of the things that you are, are working on, whether it's like things happening right now, things that you're seeing for the next 50 years, how do you consider blueprints and then also of the greats and then also kind of creating your own blueprint where do those two things meet in the middle no that's that's good you know something uh, i was talking to a big homie about the other day was that um to be an inspiration you've got to first be inspired in order to be an inspiration you must first be inspired and so you talk about what's the relationship between admiring the beauty in somebody else's blueprint and then creating a beautiful blueprint of your own that's the relationship in order for me to inspire people with my own blueprint, I must first be inspired by somebody else's blueprint. Here's something else I'm gonna tell you. And I, I think your podcast may have been the first podcast I said this quote on in 2019. My oratorical mentor is Dr. Frederick Douglass Haynes III. And he said this on The Breakfast Club, one of the best Breakfast Club interviews I've ever heard in my entire life. He said, you've heard me say this time and time again, sister, a text without context is merely a pretext for counting people. I'm gonna say it again slow for the people whose, whose AirPods died when I was saying it, for the people who, who had the, 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 the little piece skip when I, I'm gonna say it again for the people, okay? My oratorical mentor, Dr. Frederick Douglass Haynes III said, 
a text without context is merely a pretext for conning people. What he was saying, sister, was this. Now, this is the Murdoch version of what he said, right? You can take a letter out of a word, a word out of a sentence, a sentence out of a paragraph, a paragraph out of a page, a page out of a chapter, a chapter out of a book, a book out of a narrative. And you can construct whatever that you want to construct. Okay, I'm gonna let y'all fill in the blank with the little bar right there. You can construct whatever the you want to construct. And too often, I would say that black stories have been taken outside of the context in which they sat, and it's conned our community out of incredible opportunities to accrue capital, to build community, to create a sense of confidence and conviction in our beautiful, yeah. bold, and black stories. How does this relate to what you asked about the blueprint? Watch this, sister. The blueprints of those who we define as the greats are what inspire me, are what motivate me to create my own blueprint. So when you look at what we're doing with the Side Hustle Economy Company, with what we're doing with Power Moves Only Incorporated, with what we're doing for Circle City Storytellers, with what we're doing for Shoot, you know, some things that we ain't really talked about yet. For the things that we're looking to build, there is a blueprint that contextualizes our work. Now, no one's ever experienced me before, right? I'm in the business of becoming the greatest powerpreneur my city's ever seen, right? The sauce and the flavor. You, I've talked about it on the last podcast, too. Sister, we are the drip. We are the sauce. We are the pitcher, right? So no one has come like I've come, Okay. No one rocks these black businesses. Shout out to Wild New Wave. Shout out to Fortunate Lifestyle. Shout out to Gratitude Chicago. Nobody's Magnolia. Shout out to Spring. Listen, listen. A whole lot of Magnolia. You yeah. see? A whole lot of Magnolia. <laughs> shout out to Spring Break watches. No one is what? No one is rocking it. No one's doing it the way that I'm doing it. That's what makes me special. But mm. the blueprints for these businesses, watch this, the ecosystem I'm creating, those things were inspired. Those things were motivated by other things. So when you talk about what's the relationship between Nipsey and me, Yo, like the model that he used to build Vector 90 is a similar model that we used to build the side of the economy company, right? When we think about what we've done. So, so that's my, that's my whole piece, right? Like that's the relationship. It takes inspiration to be an inspiration and the greats have inspired me to look to become great. That's so cool. You, <laughs> and not everyone can see that blueprint, right? Like the way that you can contextualize all of the different things that you're involved in. You're a connector. You already touched, like, I mean, people can hear it. You're a communicator, you're an orator, you're a leader. When you think about the timeline of your life and how do you not get, <laughs> I don't know where this friction is, but how do you not get so, how do you not jump the gun of what your 10-year plan is when you know like that's what you're working towards and maybe sometimes feel the pressure of having to do everything in year one when that's not even feasible right like you've intentionally over the past years built a foundation right you've built relationships we're gonna get into kind of the partnerships that you're working on and like how that kind of feeds into everything looking back or people looking in on your story Every move was a ch like it was a chess move and it didn't happen overnight. So how my I guess my question is, how are you so patient when the greater vision, the long term vision is so exciting and maybe you want to kind of like get all of that out there really soon? I'm going to tell you right now. Right. Excellent question, sister. I'm going to give the people a gym. All right. Power of Why podcast. All right. Power of Why podcast. Bomb.com podcast. If you're not listening to the Power of Why podcast, you're the problem. 
All right. If you're not listening to the Power of Why podcast, you are the problem. Here's what I'm gonna tell you, and I'm being real with you. This is a gym. This is a gym for you. It's a gym for anybody listening. The reason why it looks like a chess move and not checkers is because of how I explain it to you. That's the reason why it seems like a chess move. Let's be real about it. Hmm. Let's be real about it. No, 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 no. So you're looking at me like that. Let's be real about it. All right. I want everybody listening to this to be real about it. We wake up every day. We fight stereotype threat. We fight imposter syndrome. We fight racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, classism, racism, white supremacy. We fight so many systems every day just to get out the door. I don't know. I could get in an accident the moment I pull out of my driveway. I could get shot walking from my car to my class. Shorty, I could get electrocuted while I'm in a Zoom meeting with my client. I could choke on my food as I sit home eating dinner, right? Anything could happen to me. My house could burn on fire as I sleep. I don't know what's going to come the next day. I can have a plan for what I want to execute for sure, but I don't know what's going to happen. That's one of the reasons why the idea of the marathon is so powerful because it, it necessitates longevity and legacy that we know full and well we're not guaranteed. It's like a bold proclamation in the face of life. It's saying that no matter how uncertain you make my circumstance, I'm going to speak with a conviction, a confidence, and a certainty that I will see the finish line one day. That's powerful stuff. What does it have to do with what you just asked me? How do I remain patient, knowing what I want the bigger picture to be? Sister, because I'm creating the vision as I go. Let's be real. Let's be real about it. In 2016, I didn't know what the hell a podcast was. What are you talking about? I didn't know what one was. And now we have a podcast incubator program in partnership with the pregame podcast. Sister, in 2014, I was not drippy, okay? I, my closet did not look the way that it looks right now. But now I have an apparel incubation program with one of the best clothing brands in the Midwest. What are you talking about? What I'm trying to share with the people listening is what you see as patience, I see as taking on each day like it's a life in and of itself. Right. Mm -hmm. right? And what I'm sharing with you is part of our job as community builders, part of our job as business owners, part of our job as people with vision is we've got to be able to communicate our and I want to say this the right way. I'm going to just be real because there's no reason not to be real. This is going to be a really real conversation. Let's just be honest about it. Your lack of certainty, you've got to be able to make that sound like really great stuff. That's mm -hmm. it. Like, like you can have a vision of what you want to do in five or 10 years, but something can happen tomorrow that changes all of that. Right. And guess what's going to happen? You're the kind of person to where if it happens or when it happens, you're not going to put it to the side. You're going to pivot. You're going to figure out a way to make that thing work. That's all we do. We make things work each and every day. We're going to talk about the Make It Make Sense Center at some point in this conversation. All right. We're going to talk about it at some point in this conversation. I know we will. And guess what? That is a perfect example, a premier perfect example of a plan that changed dramatically. And guess what? To the people watching, 
they're going to think it all worked out the way that it was supposed to. But that situation right there, oh, no. From a mental place, from a fiscal place, Heavenly Father. Oh, my God. So, but it's about how I articulate it. It's about how I tell the story. And that's one of the reasons why knowing your why is so important. Because I understand independent of what today or tomorrow or next year looks like, I know there's some calling on my life. And I may not always understand what it looks like because of what I'm going through, but I know there's something to work for. And if I just stay focused on working for it, it will come to fruition the way it's supposed to come to fruition. And when you storytell throughout that process, we're going to talk briefly about how you do that. I know that too. When you storytell throughout that process, yo, like that's why it looks like it's making so much sense to the people. And that's me being candid. That's me being honest. Mm-hmm. So essentially no one knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Sister, can we, can we get a hand so clap? Can we please get a hand clap for her? Please, please, can we please? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And with saying that, that is okay. Yes. Like that, that is not the end of the world, right? Like in, in an environment, in, an, in, culture, in a culture where we feel like everything needs to be so perfect and pristine. And yes, I'm so brilliant and smart that I had, you know, I had every contingency um, plan set up. And this was exactly how I saw it happening. If I like zone in on a person um, that's built something pretty incredible in their own domain, I've gone through every single freaking interview that you could find on the internet to, to, to learn more about their story and what they've gone through. And that, what Murdoch just said, that is, that is it right there. And I think that's also a way to get rid of the pressure, right? Of, of, of it going according to your plan when there is a greater plan in place that has nothing to do with you, right? You're absolutely right. Let's go back to what you talked about, knowing the greats in the blueprint. When you actually become intimate with the blueprint that inspires your blueprint, you realize that at one point that blueprint was not a blueprint. Matter of fact, that blueprint might not be a blueprint right now. It just looks like a blueprint to you because you ain't got no blueprint. Think about it. John Henry was a, a, a bellhop. What are you yeah. talking about? Malcolm X was in prison. The, yeah. the, all the things that we, what are you talking about? Like Fannie Lou Hamer was a farmer. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? President Michelle Obama, look, the, the story, she had to become, okay? The Michelle that we saw had to become the Michelle mm -hmm. that became, right? Mm -hmm. True, yeah. the Power of White podcast, like I said, there was something called Find Your Tribe and there was something before that and something before that. Don't act like the first thing that she ever created, that Naomi ever created was the Power of White podcast. No, there's a journey to her getting here. And like I said, there is something that's going to, yes, the Power of Why podcast is fire. Shout out to Invest Ottawa. Very, 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 very fire. No one is denying the greatness. But part of what makes her great is that she is going to community build independent of her circumstance. You could put her in a box with a, with a, with a, with a disco ball tomorrow. She's going to figure out a way to build community. What I'm saying is you could put me in a box with a disco ball tomorrow. I'm going to figure out how to become the greatest power printer my city's ever seen. I'm going to figure out how to continue telling, um, empowering black stories, right? To lead efforts for black. I'm going to figure out how to do it. And, and I think that the more of us that understand that we have something bigger than our circumstance, we are actively going to become the leaders that we fantasize about, the leaders that in, influence us. We're going to become the blueprints that inspired our blueprint. Yeah, 100%. And 
you know what, I think bringing up John Henry is a great lead in to being able to kind of communicate value to your community and, and also your ability to storytell. John, there's like this really, I don't know, four to five minute video where he brings us through his, the first job that he had, where he was in a, I think it's like in a condo and he was bringing people's, yeah, he was a bellhop. Then he moved into the dry cleaning business and the way that he was able to illustrate the grunginess of his early days and how he was able to flip everything into, you know, having his own show called The Hustle where Alicia Keys and Marcus Samuelson were producing like, and starting his own VC company, uh, Harlem Capital with his founders. It's pretty interesting, the flip. And when you talk about also incubating businesses and working on strategic development with with Black-owned companies that, you know, you're going to delve into later, there's, there's a rhyme and a reason to it. And being able to connect all of those so that everything that you're working on is reinforcing itself is really cool. I'd love for you to talk about the eight steps, how to communicate yeah. value to your community. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I love that. I love that. I love that. I, I love that. I, I, I love this podcast. I love this conversation. If y'all are not subscribed to the Power of Why podcast, and no, she is not paying me to say this stuff. If you listen to any of my other interviews, I do the same thing. I just don't do a lot of interviews because a lot of people ain't talking about nothing. But she's talking about something. If you're not listening to this stuff, and I don't mean listening to it passively on your way to the grocery store. You need to get out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen, and a notepad, or Twitter things to type fast. Make sure you tag her, because she's giving them out. She ain't just talking that talk. She's giving you concrete takeaways, too. Stop playing with her, okay? Stop playing with her. Eight ways to communicate value to your community, right? Something that she mentioned when she was introducing me was that I'm the founder of a, a company called Circle City Storytellers. And, you know, we are eliminating the barriers to black folks being able to tell their stories in the Circle City and beyond. That's the weekly training videos, community building opportunities, uh, paid speaking engagements, and our monthly educational newsletter, right? So we are consistently working on eliminating the barriers to black folks being able to tell their stories because here's why. Black stories are the assets that break generational curses, build generational wealth, and bridge the racial wealth gap. Here in these divided states of America, there's not a, a widening wealth gap. There is a racialized wealth gap, right? That wealth gap continues to become wider because of racism and white supremacy. And we believe that in a world in which Black stories are commoditized, commercialized, capitalized, and criminalized, for other people's power, we believe we have an asset that no one else has. It's our beautiful, bold, and black story and it's that asset that's going to close that racial wealth gap so we can make it make sense sense and that sensational impact all across the census that's the context for circle city storytellers in these eight steps i'm going to share with you now we don't have enough time to go in as much depth on these eight steps as i want to okay because 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 we ain't got that what you need to do is make sure you go to the website follow us on instagram and check out all of the videos because i broke down these videos for an hour that's like eight hours of content on these eight steps. But I'm going to give it to you in less than 80 seconds. I'm going to give you eight steps in less than 80 seconds on the Power of Why podcast, okay? Power of Why podcast. If you want to communicate value to your community, all right? You want to communicate value to your community. It's a lot of people out here who are saying the wrong things to the wrong people, right? People think, I can't communicate. Yes, you can. Yes, we can. You can communicate. You just talking to the wrong people about the right stuff or the right stuff to the wrong people. What I want to do is get you talking the right stuff to the right people. Murdoch, how do I say the right stuff to the right people? Number one, identify your community. A lot of y'all talking to folks that don't want to hear what you guys to say. Oh, that's a bar. 
That's a bar. The hardest part about pitching isn't pitching. It's finding the right investor. That's a bar. The yeah. hardest part about pitching is not pitching. Pitching is nothing but storytelling. You've been storytelling to get to in, into that room in the first place. A lot of y'all in rooms with investors who don't give a darn about what you guys to say. And you wonder why you can't land nothing. One, identify your community. Two, you've got to become intimate with understanding how do you communicate with your community. I'm going to give them three gems real quick just on this step. Can I do that real quick, sister? Real, real yeah. quick. If you want to know how to communicate with your community, you got to do these three things. This is a sub point for step number two. Study the behavior, become proximate with the culture, and learn the language. If you want to learn how to communicate with your community, do those three things. Study the behavior, become proximate with the culture, and learn the language. Okay? That's step number one, step number two. Step number three, build a relationship. A lot of y'all out here trying to become proximate with the people and don't nobody know who the who you are. Okay, a lot of y'all trying to become proud of the people and don't nobody know who the hell you are. When I go to your Instagram, when I go to your Twitter, I go to your Facebook or your website that don't exist. I don't see anything that makes me want to talk to you. How are you branding yourself? How are you telling your story? You want to communicate value to your community so that they become a part of what it is you're looking to build? You got to have a relationship, Dagnabbit. Number four, you've got to watch this sister consistently engage. Whether or not we like it, there's something called an algorithm on social media. And a lot of us are dropping fire content like me. And because we haven't learned the algorithm like me, then everybody can't see the fire content that you drop. But guess what? The algorithm doesn't just exist on Instagram or the metaverse. It exists in life. And a lot of y'all have learned the life algorithm. And so the, the, the gems you're trying to give, you're not doing it in a way that serves the way society works because you're not doing it consistently. You want to get to a place and space of consistently communicating value to your community. You got to have consistency. Number five, number five, identify some needs, right? I was having a conversation last night, sister, uh, with a black entrepreneurial incubator, a black owned entrepreneurial incubator, well, an entrepreneurial incubator made for black owned businesses, right? For black entrepreneurs last night. And they wanted me to come and talk about pitching. Not going to break down everything I said. But it's, it's key to what I'm talking about here. I said that when you create your pitch deck, you need to make what I call a PSA. I'm giving the people a lot of gems right now, sister. A lot mm -hmm. of gems. When you are creating your pitch deck, I need you to make a PSA. Murdoch, what's a PSA? Name the problem, explain the solution, and then give the investor a call to action. Name the problem, give the solution. Get, and look, here's the reason I'm saying it in this context. If you want to communicate value to your community, what's the need? A lot of y'all walking into places and you're unnecessary. You're wondering why nobody listens to you because you're unnecessary. Okay? Be necessary. And, and don't create a need. Figure out what needs exist in the community that you want to communicate value to. And then this is the next step. Eliminate that need. A lot of y'all out here trying to serve these needs. There's something called the nonprofit industrial complex that says that nonprofits do not exist to stop the needs that they're saying that they serve in their missions. They serve them to continue to exist. Because in theory, if I exist to eliminate poverty. You're putting yourself out of business, essentially. Come on, sister, 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 sister. And we're not going to get into the realms of social entrepreneurship because that's not today's conversation. But if we want to talk about nonprofits versus LLCs, we can do it. We can do it, but we're not going to do it today. My point is the sixth step 
After you know those needs, figure out how to eliminate those needs. Step number seven of the eight steps, communicating value to your community, right? Guess what you have to do now? You have to figure out ways to innovate and create so that the needs you just eliminated do not come back, right? A lot of us think that when we get into these business processes, we go on to abandon the skills that got us there. Your creativity, your innovation, your vision, your story is what made you qualify to be in that room in the first place. And a lot of us in the name of being technically appropriate, we abandon the things that make you culturally competent enough to make that thing make that sensational impact all across the census. You wanna communicate value to your community after you've identified that need and figured out ways to eliminate that need, use your creativity and innovation to ensure that need never returns. Last step, step number eight, last step of communicating value to your community. Watch this, watch this, sister. You know what I'm about to say? Tell the story. A lot of, this is one of the things that John Henry does exceptionally well. I think Nikayla Matthews, Akoma, the Silence of Pro does an incredible job too. I'm gonna stop saying black men's name, let's name some black women, right? I think she does an incredible job at it as well. They don't tell the story after they did it. They don't tell the story after Forbes 30 under 30. They don't tell the story after they IPO. They don't tell the story after the number one business podcast, right? They tell you the story as you go through it. If you want to communicate value to your community, I dare you to tell the story of trying to communicate value to your community as you communicate that value. Matter of fact, I might suggest that one portion of your value proposition is just that. One of the things that makes you unique is the fact that I'm trying to figure this thing out just like you. And there's so many people out here trying to be perfect. There's so many people out here, like to what you said, they're striving for, for perfection. My One of my big homies, David Gibson says, the goal is not perfection, it's progression. And that's why your boy Murdoch calls the process towards progress, not yeah. the process towards perfect, because the goal is progression, not perfection. And if you're consistently progressing, there's always something new to learn. Right. And part of what you got to do if you want to communicate value to your community is you got to be able to tell the story as you do it. So those are the eight steps, my sister. Eight steps. That was so good. And I, as Murdoch said, you go and listen to the to all the videos, get plugged into you, the work that they're doing over at City Circle Storytellers. If we hone in on consistency, because I think this is where people kind of fall off the map. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you've been more engaged with this process and you've collected qualitative, quantitative data. You've, you've talked to people every single day about this. But with the consistency piece, you know, I've identified the need. I've, I've built, you know, a product service solution to eliminate the need. Um, I know exactly who I'm speaking to and it's time consuming, right? But at the same time, you kind of need to do what, what you need to do to get the, to get content out there. How have you practically built out a, a structure where it's natural to produce content it's natural to share your story where it's kind of just a lifestyle thing that you've decided and i asked this question because i know you have a particular you've articulated this to me in just a conversation that we had on the phone of documenting right and and basically 
operating like this is a vlog and I'm just going to share with you naturally like I would my, with my friends. So can you talk a little bit about that piece? Yeah. So, so let's start there. Then I'm going to go back to something else I was going to say when you originally asked the question. So one part of what we've talked about before is y'all got to remember to everybody listening, social media is a blog. Okay. And I think a lot of us forgot that. And we forgot it when influencer marketing became more accessible. So influencer marketing at some point, at one point was just for us. It's like, think about high school, right? It's only the cool kids that get the cool stuff. The cool kids can turn in their homework late and still pass the class. The cool kids can show up late to class and not get marked for attendance. The cool kids can say what's up to the teacher and you got to call. You see what I'm saying? The cool kids get it, right? And at one point, influencer marketing was only for the cool kids. It was only for the celebrities. It was only for the LeBrons and Beyonce's of the world. But now you got little old people like me who can manage relationships and partnerships with Fortune 500 companies, and I'm called an influencer. And it's because part of what the company understood, and I think the people reminded the companies, because the power lies with the people. Never forget that. Everybody listening, yeah. the power lies with the people. All right. If the people don't exist, the corporations can't corporate. All right. <laughs> that's funny. But that's not the point of the conversation. The point is the power lies with the people. All right. And, and something that the people helped the corporation to realize was this may be something I can generate income from. But I'm going to use it to the best of its ability when I go back to why I was created. These platforms were created to tell stories. Tumblr, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. These are storytelling platforms. We figure out how to monetize them for sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. I support it 150 percent. But they're blogging platforms. Go back to the, the radical root of why they were created in the first place. And so part of what I had to do was I had to go through a process of reminding myself why does this platform exist? You can use a hammer to open up cans of vegetables. Absolutely. I've done it before. If they don't have the little pin top on it or I can't find a can opener, I will get a hammer. I will get a knife and I will open that thing by going around the top because I got to get into those vegetables. But sister, that's not why the hammer was created. And it's a lot of y'all out here who need can openers, but you don't have one. And you're using hammers with knives. And you wonder why social media isn't as functional for some as it is for as it is for you. And it's because you're not using it as the proper tool. That don't mean it don't work because you are making it work. But you're working a hell of a lot harder than you have to. And part of what I understood was if this is a blogging platform, let me just get back to blogging. Really, let me start blogging because I've never done it before. And, yo, when I learned how to blog and I just understood what kind of blogging does this platform incentivize, whether it's pictures or it's videos, or do I need to use hashtags or post certain times? When I understood what the platform was made for and it's blogging, which is just telling your story, my stuff started to go up. And again, I ain't out here, I ain't social media famous yet. I'm still a nano influencer. I'm not a I'm not a macro or micro influencer yet, but I'm growing and, and better than my followers, my engagement skyrockets because the people appreciate the community I've cultivated because it's about blogging. So that's that's that piece right there. But now I want to go back to something that you had mentioned about this, this storytelling piece, right? So something that's extremely important is you got to understand that part of the value in telling your story is it helps you heal from trauma. Like you talk about how do I consistently post content? How do I consistently create content? Because I understood that one, I told you before, don't do it for the people, do it for yourself because you're the vessel to get to the people. Mm -hmm. Part of what I had to understand was I'm not just posting this content so that the algorithm works in my favor so that these likes can go up so that my media kick can grow so I can pitch more businesses. I understood that if I don't post this post today, 
Seriously, if I don't post this post today, there's something I need to get off my chest that will not get off my chest. And how is that going to impact the rest of my day? Is that going to seem uh, like exaggerated? Yeah, it does. But I tell myself what I got to tell myself to make sure I get that post out of the way because there are both practical and personal reasons why I need to make that post. But I'm sharing with y'all, right? How do I make it work for me? How do I make that thing make sense for me? And this understanding that there are reasons why I need to understand and serve the algorithm for sure that relate to me growing my brand. But there's also a tremendous level of satisfaction I receive with better articulating and understanding my story by consistently sharing. And that goes back to why I think the Power of Black podcast is such a powerful podcast is because of Naomi, because she's a community builder and she's going to build community on podcasts. She's going to build it at events. She's going to build it on social media. She's going to build it in person. She's going to build community and these platforms. I don't care how much capital you can create. It's about community building and the world will incentivize the people who can build community the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you, Murdoch. There's there's that last piece around um, making digestible content, right? That people can understand and breaking it down. And I know that's a, a challenge that you've taken on fully. And as you build more, create more content and document more, you're getting better at it, right? You're getting better at telling your story and, and connecting all those pieces. So uh, what would you say to, to folks who are currently in that space as well? Uh, the easiest way, think about a cow. When a cow, for, this is, the places I go with this is ridiculous. I need to, I need to think about this a little bit more, but seriously, I, I say it now, think about a cow. A cow has to chew the, the grass like eight times before actually digested, right? And that's a nasty process because like it eats it and then it digests it and it throws it up and then it eats it again and digests it and throws it back up and then, but it's got to get it to a point to where the body can actually take the grass that turns into cud to be able to benefit from what it is that their body needs from these nutrients. And what I'm sharing with y'all is like, I'm not going to say be a cow because that sounds callous, but um <laughs> Sometimes it takes you doing it multiple times to get it to a place of space where the people can understand it. And you, you want to know the reason why it takes multiple times because you have to get to a point like the cow's body has to get to a point to where it can digest it. Mm -hmm. The cow ate it, but the body, even though the cow ate the, ate the grass, the cud, even though the cow ate it, the cow's body still isn't in a position to internalize. It. Mm. And a lot of us, a lot, mm, right. And a lot of us have to, digest content over and over and over again so that we can actually internalize it. It doesn't matter that we did it. It doesn't matter that you made Forbes. It doesn't matter that you built the business. It doesn't matter that you IPO. It doesn't matter that you got into the healthy relationship. Have you even internalized what that thing does for you, right? And sometimes it takes you doing it over and over and over again to be able to do it. And I think that process of doing and being honest and having integrity and character as you go through that process is what helps you do it better. Because what you realize on that journey is you do market validation. I'm using business terms to kind of describe this actual process. You go through market validation. You yeah. begin to do customer validation. You start getting that qualitative and quantitative data, the comments, the likes, the DMs, the shares, that's data. My boy Malachi Orange from We Parlay says that data is nothing but the people's emotions, right? That data is you being able to connect with what people are experiencing as you create this experience. Lean into that. And I think the deeper you, becoming proximal to the people is a win. 
You know what I'm saying? Brian Stevenson yeah. was just in Indianapolis talking about this. Become proximal with the people that you're serving. I think when you do that, yo, you 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 learn how to communicate in a way that your community can understand. You got to do it over and over and over again. At the uh, top of this call, Murdoch, you mentioned that, um, you know, and just to tie it in here, sharing in real time, right? Sharing when, not sharing after the success has happened, but what it actually looks like to build something from the ground up. A couple months ago, you talked a little bit about the Make It Make Sense Center. And I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about uh, where you folks are at right now. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. One of the funniest things about life, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Power of Why podcast. Power of Why community, one of the most incredible things about life is that every day, it's something new and every day you learn something and every day you you just every day is something new and here's what i'm gonna tell you you know what i mean here's what i'm gonna tell you everybody listening everybody hear me out this is me being real with you i'm this is me being real with you the worst thing you can ever do is compromise on your morals mm. on your values the worst thing you can ever do is is put your character or your integrity into question like I cannot explain that to you enough. Like we're gonna do a series just about character and integrity next year. And it's because I'm I'm going to understand how many people sacrifice it on their way to the quote unquote top. But 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 how tantalizing is the top when you sacrifice yourself to get there? You know what I mean? Like you you yourself literally can't even enjoy it because you're not there. The okay. person who experiences that is not you. And it's because you sacrifice what makes you you on your way to get there. I think that's kind of that's kind of what what speaks to like what the make and make center sense center looks like now. So quick piece, because I'm not I'm I know I've been talking y'all's heads off, so shout out to everybody that's still listening. Um again, there's a company called the Side Hustle Economy Company. You know, I founded that company. Our mission is to empower black side hustlers to achieve their entrepreneurial dreams through exposure, education, and equipment. That company is doing things I never thought this company would do. We've invested tens of thousands of dollars in the black businesses that we haven't talked about. We have provided so many black attorneys to black entrepreneurs that we don't talk about. Black accounts to entrepreneurs, we don't talk about it. Marketers, we don't talk about it. Mental health advocates, we don't talk about it. We've hosted summits, we've hosted events. We're in the middle of a black business study hall series. We have done incredible work to break generational curses, build generational wealth, and bridge the racial wealth gap in the Circle City. All right, we don't talk about it. But something that everybody loved to talk about was how we opened up the Make and Make Sense Center, a culturally competent co-working space for black side hustlers. And I understand why, because I brought the whole city there. But we encountered an issue. And it was that we were, we believed that we were in partnership with an entity, because we were, the documents said it, the correspondence said it, but we, uh, and I'm kind of pausing y'all just because, you know, it's still a, it's a sore spot. You know what I'm saying? It's a soft, it's a soft spot for me. Uh, but it was in essence articulated to our company that we were not providing the value that we said we were. I'd actually never heard somebody say that to my face and they did. And it was that um, you are walking around here acting as though you're providing value that you're not providing. And uh, I never had someone share that with me before. Like I said, we've, we've given tens of thousands of dollars and we've done a lot. We've really done a lot. And I, and I learned that I was in a space where I was not appreciated. I was in a space where my community was not appreciated. So watch this, y'all. It wasn't that my community didn't appreciate me. It wasn't that my community didn't think we were providing value. Because again, 
I just gave you all the number of different instances where we were providing value to our community. But the space in which we were didn't appreciate the value that we provided. That was what they articulated. And I said, how am I going to walk into a space consistently that doesn't value me and expect them to value the people that I'm vouching for each and every day? And that's impossible. And so we had to make a very, very difficult decision to leave. And so we did. And I'm sharing this to everybody. And again, as y'all can imagine, that came with some financial consequences. That came with some legal consequences. And when I say legal consequences, we just had to pay for lawyers to get us out of our lease. And I'd never done that before. It was one of the scariest things I ever do in my entire life. Um, and I'm in law school and it was scary for a lot of different reasons. But what I can share with you all now, to those that are listening, is that not even a week, not even a week after making the decision to leave that space, we signed the biggest deal we've ever signed. And we were able to be in partnership with one of the largest economic development companies in the country um, to change the face of what Black Business Indianapolis looked like. And I don't share that to to brag or to boast because what's today? Today, Today's the ninth. Of November. Yesterday, I signed the biggest deal of my life ever. And had I still been in that building, the deal that I made yesterday would not have been able to touch the people. And now that deal is going to touch the people. And I'm sharing that with y'all because don't stay in situations that require you to compromise your character and your integrity. And I think if there's nothing else that you get from this episode, it's that some things, the whole world was ready for the make it make sense in I was a, it was a nine month camp. I became pregnant with the idea and I even gave birth to it. And I gave birth to that, watch this. I gave birth to that baby in an environment that it would not be able to flourish. Right. And I, and I had to make a decision and say, how much do I love that child? And I, and I was a new parent. I'd never been a parent before. And I had to figure out what am I going to do to make sure that this child can succeed? I'm going to have to leave this apartment. I'm going to have to change the community. I'm going to have to go to a place I never thought I'd be able to go, but I did it for that child. And when I made that decision for that child, whoo, whoo, the things that happened as a result. And again, I I just share that to anybody. Think, What's your baby? You feel me? What's your baby? Is it your business? Is it your brand? Is it your family? Is it your partner? Is it your purpose? I don't know what it is, but if you have that baby, like do what you got to do to protect that baby and, and watch what happens when you prioritize it. So I just wanted to, yeah, that was a roundabout way of saying, yeah. yeah. That was, that, that, that was a necessary way of sharing the message that you shared. And, you know, when you talk about, and I think one of the reasons why we talk about purpose and we talk about vision and we talk about the marathon is that if Murdoch was a short-term thinker, if Murdoch was willing to sacrifice his long-term vision, where he was going, his values, his character for a very short-term thing that, you know, people were excited about. Murdoch, you were excited about it. The community was excited about it. You would have given up so many more blessings that maybe were more aligned to to actualizing what you're what you're looking to do in the next twenty years, right? And so I think when we when we internalize and understand that our purpose, 
is, is not necessarily about the, the specific vehicles, but it's bigger than that. You're, you're able to just be like, okay, like this is not what's going to, this is not what's going to take us to the next level. You're, you're on the path to, to impacting so many more people in, in a very intentional way. And I'm really excited for, for the future, Murdoch. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it too. And again, I, I, I share all that because it ain't sexy. You feel me? It's, it's, it's the way that, it's a blessing and a curse to talk the way that I talk. Because yeah. I can make a lot of things sound good that in reality suck. Um, right. But I'm sharing it with you because even though they suck, it's part of the story. And if it's part of the story, there's power in it. And I choose to live life from the perspective that I have more power. Mm-hmm. I choose to live life from that perspective. I, can, I could live life from a different perspective. But I choose to live life from the perspective that I have power. And that goes back to the Power of Why podcast, right? I choose to live life from the perspective that I have power. And you know where my power lies? My power lies in my why. What is my why? My why is who I am. It's what I do. And it's where I go. That's what collectively creates your purpose. When you know your who, your what, and your where, that creates your why. All right? The only question becomes how. Because the when is right now. The the, the the decision that you make to pursue your purpose is right. Matter of fact, it was yesterday. And some of y'all just slept on the call. But the decision, the moment to pursue, to pursue your purpose is right now. And the only question you should be asking yourself is how. And we learn how to do it better each and every day. So shout out to you, sister, for creating this community. It's, it's definitely necessary. Thank you, Murdoch. Thanks for being here. I, I think the work that you're doing is amazing. And you are such a focused community builder that um, I think it makes it all the worthwhile, right? And you say it's a blessing and a curse to communicate the way that you do. As much as you are communicating to other people, you know, how this all makes sense, I also think it's necessary for you to continue to be able to fabricate stories so that you do not lose sight of where you're going, right? That's what we as humans do. We, we just have to make it make sense. We have to show up every day, you know, as your full self. So thank you, Murdoch. Thanks for being here. I'll have all the links to where you can connect with Murdoch in the show notes. What's the best place, best place for people to reach out to you or follow along your journey? Oh, that's a good question. Twitter. Twitter? Follow me on Twitter, A Murdoch underscore I I. A Murdoch underscore I I. I thank appreciate you, Murdoch. you. For real. I appreciate you. Well, we'll catch you in the next episode, folks. This was an episode of The Power of Why. You can find the show notes at powerofwhy.co. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms.